0: Bare naked, bare naked, ABCs. Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every single bare naked lady song from seven to Y. And, uh, we are discussing this week um a a beautiful song a wonderful song a a, well we'll get to it um but joining me you know maybe maybe it'll be fun to to get a new opinion um so i think we're gonna have uh people join us what do you think heidi should we have a couple people join us
1: i think we should have a couple people join
0: us okay Uh, maybe it'd be cool if we rocked it old school though and invited some people on that have already been on before
1: or it could just suck.
0: Oh. I wow. Okay. Well, we just lost our guests. Um, thanks, Heidi. Yeah, it was great oh. being here for a couple of minutes. Good to see
2: uh, you as J- always.
0: They were here to join us. Um, and now I'm not sure if they'll stick around, but uh, we have JD and Nick from uh Bare naked Ladies Are Us sort of day, but so uh, it's yeah. it's a, probably under a different name now what's what's the name now
2: <laughs> we're currently
0: radical face rs radical face rs okay
3: <laughs> it's the we call it, it's like the marvel cinematic universe it's the rs universe
0: yeah, yeah. the rs
3: universe if you they will we all connect at the end of the day
0: It's like how Avengers isn't really an Avengers anymore. It's just like, here's our our one where we throw everyone back in together for a couple of scenes.
3: And everyone does a thumbs up and that's it. (laughs) That's what what they're working on. Yes, it's just like that, though.
0: Yeah, I I think it's perfect. You guys have requested this song, so we, we should probably discuss what this song is. So this week's song is Testing 1, 2, 3. and if you have never heard this song before, here is a quick snippet.
4: Testing one two three, can anybody hear me? If I shed the irony, would everybody cheer
0: me? If I acted less like me, would I be in the clear?
4: She got a new apartment.
0: And you guys requested this song quite a, quite some time ago. I don't remember which of the two of you guys requested this song, though.
3: It, it, it was definitely me, because Nick was texting me earlier today going, like, the, the, the summation of the text was, I'm not sure why we picked this song. And I was like, <laughs> I am. I know why we picked this song. Yeah, I, be, I believe this was, like, before or right after the first time we were on. And you were like, feel free to put your name by any other songs. And I saw... This one was open, and I was like, "Yep, we're doing it." So, that, that was, I'll, I'll own that one.
0: Which is interesting because Nick is usually the one that like, I'm not going to say oh, anything bad song. about
2: it, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Nick is the one who has no criticism. <laughs> I could, it could be the worst song of their discography, and I we'd criticize it. He'd go, "I get it, but I still really love it." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> four point eight. <laughs> no
2: was just brushing up on my old notes and read, don't have too much to elaborate on, but a great song. And I was like, oh, great. That's that super cool? helpful for tonight. That's helpful. Uh,
1: <laughs> That's some great drop-in, Monty.
3: <laughs> well, And you just led with that, so you've got nothing more to, to contribute. For the nope. rest it I'm done and dusted. So take it from here, guys.
0: <laughs> Signing off, and we're now up with Jake. <laughs> All right, here we go. Well, that sucked. Um <laughs> so uh people don't know this song it is off from everything to everyone and it is a page robertson tune um it's the second single off this album i Mm -hmm. i want to know do people think that this should have been the second single off this album
2: what was the first one again
0: um the first one was uh, another postcard (laughs)
1: Oh, nail uh-huh.
3: <laughs> well, I think yeah, w- when you ask that question, i'm I'm wondering if you mean, do we think it should have been a single at all, or should it have been the first single instead of another postcard? Either one <laughs> um i I think it works as a single, and mainly because mm-hmm. when I look at the rest of the tracks, I don't know what would make a better single, like you know, like a radio single, I guess yeah i'm not sure
0: i have my thoughts but i I, i'd love to hear you guys' thoughts first
2: i think it could have done better before another postcard to replace it i don't know i mean i i would take for you over it but i don't know that that would be better Mm. for the radio you know
3: Mm -hmm. um i think they probably led with another postcard because they know that the fast talking fast singing kind mm-hmm. of this is what's worked for them before so
0: they, they live with another postcard because the the music company the recording company, exactly. insisted upon it they were that's like exactly my like, point yeah really we don't yeah. even really want this on the
3: album <laughs> that, but that that's exactly what i mean though is that like they the the, yeah. the powers that be go these are the right ones to do because this is what's worked in the past and let's try that again thank you um but yeah i, I would agree with nick i think like it's hard for me to think of like, I think it's, it would be a bit of better first single, but I also don't know what could have replaced it as a single.
0: I would have probably Great. started off this. It would started off for singles for this album. I would have started off probably maybe Katie. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's more of a radio friendly single.
2: That was my other shout but my my own biases towards that song i didn't know if it was really uh, (laughs) a fair judgment or not
0: (laughs) i think it's a radio song i really do and then i think i if if i had been in control i probably would have followed it up with for you as Mm -hmm. my second and then i think my third would have been war on drugs i would have been like all right this
3: is our weird obscure one but it is going to wow people See, I don't disagree with it wowing people, but I also can see radio, yeah, or whatever, hearing War Dogs Drugs and going like, "Yeah, we're gonna pass on that one," and like not playing it. I pass it, so. on the suicide song. Yeah,
2: Slow, depressing, perfect Although, for radio. I mean,
0: everybody hurts. Made it huge. It's true. <laughs> Who
3: knows? That's a fair point. <laughs> It would not be the first time that is actually a de- that's a that's a decent point, though. The more I like, yeah. I said that as a bit and then I started thinking about it more and I was like, that is a huge song and is depressing as all get out. Maybe maybe everybody hurts is a little more uh, general mm-hmm. in in its subject matter where it's like everybody hurts is like, yep, we've all hurt. But War on Drugs is like it's a little more direct. Of oh, yeah. Yeah
0: steve doesn't hold back on that <laughs>
2: and a little more story driven too
0: yeah i think it's just really weird to have this song and the topic of this song be a radio single mm-hmm. yeah it's just i get the feel of it and why that would work but i don't get like hey we're gonna we're gonna pull people in with this topic <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's not a very... Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, we're... I mean, that's 2003, right? Is this what that... That's what this yeah. album was about 20 years ago? Jeez. So... We're I, changing our, our style, 40, and I.
0: so you have to accept us. Right. What, do you want what we've already put out before?
3: <laughs> like that last single that we just did for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's, it's interesting, because Nick and I always talked about how... Us being, we started our B&L podcast. I want to say maybe three years ago now, maybe two, but three years ago. Uh, and we've been we became fans probably around give or take twenty ten to twenty twelve. I think was kind of like when. Because yeah. I remember my first new B&L album was uh all in good time, but I re- I remember snack time coming out and being a thing. Uh, and so we always talked about that, like not being. Uh, Cognizant enough in the '90s and early 2000s of what what it was like when these songs came out. Like Mm. we we can know in retrospect that One Week was huge at the time, and Maroon was a pretty popular you know contemporary rock alt rock album. But then when this album comes along, like I have no idea how if I would have heard another Postcard on the radio or like in the Gap or whatever. (laughs) Like I don't I don't have that like knowledge of how popular received. it was like as the first single of a new bare naked ladies album when they had two hit albums back to back how i would have assume... like fuck yeah
2: monkeys or were they <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you, you get it nick um <laughs> so like yeah it, i, I would have expected like okay the hit the the lead single off of from the new bnl album is going to be at least plastered everywhere reception might have been mixed but like I don't. I can't picture hearing another postcard or testing one, two, three on the radio like I can one week or pinch me. Right. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I think it's just really odd choices for mm. radio play.
3: True. Yeah. I don't. I do think though, in in totality, there's not one song like. I hear both of your arguments for maybe Katie and I like respect that. I don't think there's one song in this album that stands out to me as like the hit single off of Everything to Everyone. Like I think no yeah, matter yeah. what pros and cons to each one, so I think that you're already battling that concept. And no, with- I
0: agree with you on that. Yeah. What you yeah. don't you don't think that Have you seen my love is the radio single for I this? Do. I- <laughs> <It's> a little-
3: <laughs> for a radio single. Oh
0: now i have to say the interest we haven't gotten to the song yet um (laughs) the song that i would have said probably was a radio single and would have like probably done amazing as a radio single they cut from the album yes 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 yeah i totally think that would have yeah that would have been catchy and all over the radio you know what i think about that statement
3: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> a little taste of your own medicine there. I was waiting for you to go the opposite direction and be like, no. Oh. <laughs>
0: no,
3: I agree. I, whenever I hear that song, I'm like, this is really good. Yeah, yeah I I don't understand why it got cut.
0: <laughs> uh, and they decided question. to have, have, have you seen my love instead.
3: There are, there are choices like that that I think back. And like there are also choices where I go, okay, as a... As a musician, as a songwriter, I get if you are emotionally attached to a song enough where you're like, I have to have this it's one going on. in. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. As an obje- well, as a subjective fan, I do agree with that. Where I go, yes, 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 was cut. But have you seen my love made the <laughs> album? <laughs> so like, but again, no disrespect to 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 the, to Steve and and the songwriting part. I think from an outsider's perspective, I question that decision.
0: Yeah. No and I I think that it means a lot to him and I think that when it comes down to it, it it it's a really important song uh and it's a beautiful song I think that it was more of a B-side release than yeah. than an album song and I I wish that they well anyways we're way off topic I got,
3: we're not talking about this song what are you guys anymore. what are your guys thoughts on fake news let's just talk about that
0: album um we should probably talk about this song uh Heidi you know what get us back on track give us a breakdown
1: okay so the breakdown uh that I have so far is uh, <laughs> it runs about 96 beats per minute it is capoed at two, uh, I think, generally um, capoed on the second fret. It moves around. It, the form is your basic form of ver- uh, small, short intro, uh, guitar intro, uh, three times around the chord progression. And then you have uh, verse one, then chorus, verse two, chorus, a bridge, chorus, verse three, chorus, and outro. So it, it's pretty traditional standard form. Um, We do go into, it's a one, five, minor, two, four progression throughout pretty much. The verse, though, just kind of shifts between a D with the F sharp in the bass to G, or well, when you're capoed at two. So, you know, it's a one to a four, basically. One, four, one, four, one, four, one, four. (laughs) And then one, two, four, two, five, sorry, one to minor, it's a B well it's a minor 6 with a flat 6
3: nailed it <laughs>
1: nailed it uh to a 5 and then yeah. the bridge um i like the bridge a lot i've always really liked this song but so the bridge is that section of
2: we recognize-
1: So it kind of then goes right back into it's like a mini bridge that transitions right back into the middle of a chorus. So that's interesting. And I like that. I like what they did there. Um, and that one still stays around that one that that one chord. Uh, it's in the key of E major, uh, but it's got a lot of sus four chords and he plays around and plays around quite a bit. And I really, you know, the difference between the acoustic version.
4: Better than the first time, better than the worst time. If I could just reverse time, I'd be set. Testing, one, two, three.
2: Can anybody hear me if I shed the
3: irony?
2: Would everybody cheer me?
1: And the original studio version, mm. um, I really still like the original studio version a lot because I don't know the amount of times I've seen it live, and when the lights just bam on when they're in mm. that testing, kush, kush, it's it, it like it's really cool that they bring everything big on the second beat of the of the measure instead of the first. So I've, I've always, always
3: that. I've always loved that part too. Yes. I, I, anyway. it's, it's such a such a minor like. Uh, uh you know, kind of offshoot of what a what would normally happen in a song but it kind of suspends you for that extra beat and then yeah. all kind of crashing down. And I really I love like that. JD. Do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And,
1: yeah. and, and I've seen this done, they've done this quite a few times live. I don't know if Tracy has the number, um, but it was pretty big on that tour. And I love this album. I'm a big fan of E2E. I mean, I'm an old school fan, but I've been a fan for a long, long time, but E2E for some reason really has stuck with me as one of, I think their best albums and, um, as You're a speaking a next language
3: right now. <laughs> you are speaking a yep. next language.
1: <laughs> I just, I don't know. I think it's, it's really a great, great, great album. um But I love, like you said, JD, that that little suspense, and they do. Yeah. There's just enough to make it a little more interesting, even yeah. though it follows a kind of traditional format and a traditional well, music form. It's um,
3: funny. I'm sorry. I, I was going no. Watch. Go right ahead. I so. <clears throat> So I started – I know I've talked to Tracy about this, but today today of day of recording was my first day back in the studio working on my next EP, and I was talking to my brother the other day – probably about a month ago now – about structure of songs, and I was telling him I feel like such an – always in a rut because I always go back to just you know verse, bridge, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus, maybe some sort of little interlude, and then the chorus again, a little – like a very standard songwriting structure, and – what we were, what he told me, like as an offshoot, was like, well, a lot of it comes down to the production of a song. Like when you're playing things acoustic, yeah, it's going to feel repetitive. So then you go and you like, I start just listening to every song that I was listening to more intently, going, these are all pretty traditionally structured. Like that's not necessarily a bad thing. And so I listened, you know, listening again today to the studio version, I'm like, this is great. Listen to the acoustic version, and I'm like, I still like it because I like the song, but it does. Songs can feel more repetitive or a little bit lackluster when you strip away production or other instruments if it's Mm. a fairly consistent uh, chord progression. And so I felt that today where I – to all that to say I agree with your point where I feel like this is a song where the stripped back version is fine, but the studio version, the full band version is like where it's at for this one. I think that hits harder.
0: Yeah. The wall the wall of sound really kind of makes it, especially when the, it takes mm-hmm. that stop and then boom, all of it comes back in. And you don't get that in those moments when there's less instrumentation. If I could just reverse time, I'd
4: be set.
0: Testing one. Yep. yep. Absolutely.
1: I, I, I think you're right. I, uh, like Tracy, what you said with the, the wall of sound idea, it really is a kick it's a kick butt song i really think you're right in that it should have been the number one thing on the album it like it's just
3: yeah i agree with both of those statements with both of them. <laughs>
0: um and, and looking to answer your question heidi looking at what how often they play this um so they play it 161 times oh nice heidi has a signed by at least four of the five i don't know if and it's all i five.
1: had that signed
0: by all of them yes all five i'm um, not
1: sure which tour this was that i where i where i think this might have been when i saw them in portland but i'm not sure
3: they started playing it uh
0: um sorry i was in the middle mid sentence there when when heidi (laughs) stopped me though um so and then i'll i'll come back to you um but they played 161 times in concert but it definitely goes through highs and lows um so looking at this in 2003 and 2004 they played it a total of 74 times on that tour that double tour and then for 2005 and 2006 2007 2008 nothing like two two times a year um And then all of a sudden in two thousand nine, hmm, not sure. I wonder why. And it makes this resurgence. And and then two thousand ten, they played it thirty six times. So I, it's kind of like Ed was like, what? okay, well, this is a non Steve song. We can really do this song without yeah. Steve around. We're, we're gonna we're gonna really hammer this one. And then two thousand eleven through two thousand fifteen, again, nothing. Like we we have like two song two times a year, and then back in 2016 they played it 28 times on that tour again.
3: Well, that's that's huh. exactly what I was gonna say. Like that mirror that track so well because I think our first BNL show was 2012 maybe, yep. and we saw them three or four times in 2012, 13, 14, and then they never played it. And then in in 2016 I saw them at the uh was at the Greek I think in in. Uh, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and I looked out in LA, and they—I think I, I don't, it, it wasn't the Greek. It doesn't matter. I'm in my own head about it. But
0: I was going to say it, the Greek is the last time that they've ever played it. In 2016, in, in 2016?
3: okay, that is where I saw them then, and yeah. they they opened with it, and I remember being like, oh yeah, like, and I and I'd been looking at the track list, uh, the set list, knowing that they had, but um, but yeah, I remember them being really excited about hearing them play that because it had been so long since they had played it and they were playing it on that tour mm-hmm. it's weird that it goes in phases like that
2: it hasn't it been is. played it since 2016 that's crazy
3: yeah i don't understand i get i mean
0: i understand mm-hmm. that they have a lot of songs i mean we know how many songs they have on their discography at this point <laughs> if anybody
3: um, knows it's...
2: <laughs> we know <laughs> it's
0: but at the same time like the fact that it goes through such cycles i mean i my guess is like they're like okay we've we've relearned this one for the tour so we're gonna really kind of we like it and we're gonna hit on it a lot and it's a great song yeah and then on the 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 years that they don't they're like yeah we might cycle it in every now and then but for the most part no
3: (laughs) but i I would be interested to see how many other songs have that same kind of pattern in their set list because well, I I could I feel like I speak for both of us, Nick, where one of our bigger complaints with the band, who we adore, is that when they decide on a set list for a tour, there's maybe 15% deviation from that for the rest of the tour. Yeah. And from mm-hmm. tour to tour, that also rings true. Where like mm-hmm. any, from, from 2012 to now, there are about 10 songs that will almost always be in a BNL l set and that leaves seven that are up for you know debate, and two mm-hmm. of those are normally medleys of what's recent, which is, again, I, it's one of the best parts of the show is when they do the medleys. But I would imagine a lot – like I remember mm-hmm. two or three years ago, they were playing Enid for a little while, and they hadn't played that in years, and then mm-hmm. they brought that back for a, a tour, which is awesome. But it feels like, to your point, Tracy, that they go, we're going to learn these six new songs or these six songs for this tour to kind of like – play them again and these are the six we're going to play on this tour yeah and it doesn't really right. from there on out
0: they, they really haven't varied away from that a lot since each E2, the e2e tour where they're like we're gonna bring in every single song yes. we've ever done except for one which is which is <laughs> what was the one <laughs> <laughs> the one that we discussed last week which they kind of forgot that they even ever did <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and now I'm forgetting it. Um, oh, um, teenage <laughs> wasteland. Oh, okay. Oh. They did not play. It was the only song I... they did not play on that tour. <laughs> wow, it's like they forgot they had written it. And, and I, I get why they do it. They have songs that they have to play, and then they have songs. What? off the album that they're trying to promote that they have to play right and then it leaves very few and then of course as they do with every tour they tour with someone so that two of those songs are covers Uh of that band joining them on stage it really leaves very few songs to add in yes it's just a shame because
4: yes i mean you get a
0: band with this much discography it, it's it's hard. Nick to and I have always talked free. about
3: this idea. Like, how cool would it be if they ever did like a you know like a B sides? But oh, like, love it. it'd be so cool. But like, the more I thought about that, the more I go, that's not going to be a super financially viable tour. No. Like, if they if they if they build it as as that, they're not going to get uh you know uh the the Pine Knob sized arena or like no. theaters and or stuff. have like
2: you seen that. my love?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're only going to get that if they do another peep show type tour where they do right. like this really small venue and they're like we're, yeah. oh, we're not do- they're doing like we're now where we're not going to do any of the big songs we're not touching the big songs we're only going to do the b-sides but we're going to do it in a small venue where we don't have to pay a lot yes. for it yeah and we can make a profit off that and still mm-hmm. entertain our fans
3: And and just so everyone's on the same page so that I can close this loop, I was at the Greek theater show in L.A. on July 24th, 2016. (laughs) I just cross-referenced the photos I took on my phone with the date of the set list, and I can confirm that was the show that I was at. So the last time they played it live was when I lived in L.A., and then I moved and they stopped playing it. Coincidence? You tell me.
0: (laughs) They're like okay we, we played it for the person that really needed it yeah they're, they're right they're like we, we this is all to go down. yeah i don't
2: know what it was we have feeling it's
0: done
3: anywho, anywho. We,
0: we saw jd in the audience
3: we got him good we, we i was we... like i feel like i'm going to talk to that kid in a few years <laughs> he's
1: going you know to have I a podcast is- someday what i think is interesting to me is so they opened this album with Celebrity and this is kind of like Celebrity's hardcore evil twin. Like,
3: it's, <laughs>
1: it's, there's a lot of similarities there because, again, it, the yeah. the idea of what we used to do or, like, a right. uh, r- lot of really fast rhymes, you know, if I could just reverse that. And it's very similar to some of the, um, I think some of the expressions uh, from Celebrity as well. Some of the not expressions, but some of the um sentiments
3: are like themes. Or...
1: Yeah, the sentiment behind mm. celebrity, I think, is very similar to this one. And I wish that they'd have flipped that still. Like I think celebrity is just I love that song, but it just was kind of a slow jam coming into this yeah. whole album. And so anyway, uh that's well, my thought.
3: <laughs> well, I, I don't I don't remember the complete structure of the pod, but I think do you mind if I transition to the lyrics? Yeah okay because i've always adored this song like i think one of the one of the pros of not knowing the band in their heyday was that when i discovered them songs that stuck out to me stuck out to me there was no bias of like knowing this was a radio hit besides mm-hmm. like one week obviously and this one always stuck out to me because and i was literally two or three nights ago talking to my girlfriend about this whole idea of when I, in high school we were talking about like ourselves now versus then and how i said back in high school i always hate, not hated but disliked my like eager enthusiastic personality because i wanted to be a musician and like i love coldplay and arcade fire which backfired but like they had like mysterious lead singers who were like cool people and i always wanted to be that and i remember having days where i would go I'm going to be quieter today. I'm going to be more mysterious. And then by the end of the day, I was like, well, back to you. And I remember like some of the lines of this song, I like specifically thinking like in the chorus, um, testing one to three, can anybody hear me? If I shed the irony, would anybody cheer me? If I acted less like me, would I be in the clear? And I remember gravitating towards those lines so much because Mm -hmm. I felt like as a high schooler, I was like, I've always wanted to try to be somebody else and ed is echoing that sentiment of like would people like me more if i acted differently like if i weren't me naturally um and so it's and then interestingly this week re-listening to it leading up to it uh like not to get like overly personal but you know i always had when i me doing my music was always kind of a point of contention with myself and, and my previous partner of like the time spent and like she did there was always there was just a whole contention there and Mm -hmm. so this the whole specific lyric of um and in her glove compartment are my songs she hasn't even heard them she and then the part you know she decided she preferred them all wrong i was just like oh that hits differently now having like shown (laughs) stuff to somebody and had them react blandly or negatively and i it's like it's cool how their songs always take on new meaning as time goes on but it's it's I like it because celebrity, because I agree with you, Heidi. That like there's very similar themes between each song, but this one to me has a lot of that BNL self doubt. Where celebrity obviously is tongue in cheek and about like, oh, I'm at my peak and I, you know, every if I were a celebrity, everybody would adore me. Whereas this is like, this is the art that I do. But what if people don't like that? Or am I being pushed away for that or whatever. So I think this is slightly more relatable, I think, than than other songs on the album or other themes that they sometimes explore.
2: I think it nails the insecurity of that, like finding yourself that's the word. Thank you. And wondering if you could change, but then also like, no, this is just me. Like this, like, you know, I'm not gonna change just to
3: change. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then just the whole sentiment of testing one, two, three, can anybody hear me? Like is this right for somebody is, is anybody actually interested in, in what I have to say or my thoughts on things or like listening to me actually. So I, yeah, I think it's one that I, re- I feel a lot of relation to and that hasn't changed in the 13 years that I've listened to this song.
1: Can we talk about the rhyme rhyming of apartment and escarpment though? And how it's <laughs> <even that is? laughs> It's, a, <laughs> it's it's just such a great rhyme and like a scarpment is a scarpment in any other song right,
0: right, in right. history probably not <laughs> and this is what i love about bnl and, because they make me have to go to the dictionary every now and then i know
1: <laughs> and I, I and i really like like jd to echo what you said that second verse of god the uh, new apartment verse and the whole idea of the song she hasn't heard them um she decided she just preferred them all wrong and right. and i think about that like how many times have uh, and like the first time you hear that
2: uh-huh.
1: you're like trying to rhyme it as fast as he yep. is and pinch me sometimes yep. because those rhymes are challenging but then you also have the rap in um oh what is it oh chickadee China the Chinese chicken mm-hmm. you have right. chicken. and I get it I've got it all the way through and then eventually you're like wait what and I just made made up some for a while because yeah. I couldn't figure it out <laughs> and I kind of liked it that way it's mm-hmm. kind of like excuse me while I kiss this guy like yeah <laughs> um <laughs> and it, so I re- I just thought that 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 verse was really clever um and but he's he's not really okay with that. Like he's like, you know, but I did, you found my real words and now you don't, you haven't listened to them since because you liked it the way it was before. And I kind of think it's also, you know, this was what album was this for them? Six. So, and it was post stunt and maroon. So they had had such a huge, blowout with stunt yeah and a follow-up with maroon and now the expectation at their shows is they're going to do all of that stuff it's mm-hmm. like it goes back to box set in a way they always it always takes me back to that idea of we should just keep doing our old stuff because everybody likes us better that way and then not long after this <laughs> all shit hit the fans so um
2: <laughs>
1: but I just I kind of think it's 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 kind of personal about the journey of the band, as well as it's it's tongue in cheek about, you know, like the relationship side. And there's so many. That's, again, what I love about this band so much is you can take things so many different ways and it speaks to everybody differently. But escarpment rhyming escarpment. Damn, Ed. (laughs) Please come on the show. We know you listen. Well, I was thinking of an extension of what I was talking about earlier in that bridge, where he says we recognize the, uh, recognize the present. It's half as pleasant as our nostalgia for a past to be resented, recast and invented until it's how we meant it. And I keep thinking, I about, love that rhyme, by the way. Yeah, that, that The whole rhyme. idea of you know the present right now we feel is just. Is half as good? We think it's half as good as mm-hmm. what we think we were like yeah. before, and we always look back with those rose-colored glasses. Like it's kind of like when they're like, "Oh, the 1950s must have been a wonderful time."
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, with um, horrifying racial injustice, Sexism, racism, right? War, but, yeah. Always but think. it was it was a beautiful, simpler time. <laughs> you know, like is- I just watched that film i just watched the one um it's kind of it reminds me a lot of stepford wise but it's new and it's got oh the guy from one direction in it um oh don't worry darling yeah i just watched that and that's kind of like that like they want to have this utopian 1950s kind of society yeah, yeah. and it's never as pretty as it looks and and not everybody is on that wave like and so but we always look back at that time period as oh it's so nostalgic and wonderful yeah. um but i think that's also that like we look they look back on their earlier tours and albums and things like that oh it was so much better than maybe you know is it changing or even in relationships we were so good 5 years ago were we really
3: right <laughs> you know,
1: it's, it's got multiple levels well, lots and, of levels and
0: and, and- you know, I loved it at this time because I was in, I was in college. I had just finished college and, and one of the major things in psychology that they would point out is that as we tell our stories, so the idea of narrative therapy is that as we tell our stories and we rewrite our stories, the more times that we tell a story, the more times we bring it up, we actually in accessing that memory are rewriting our history. So as we tell it, if we just tell it differently, when we bring that up, it becomes different. We no longer remember it as this other story. And the more times we retell it in a different way, that becomes the new truth, which once again, I wish they had not cut. Yes, yes, yes. Because that line in that song is very much it connects to this in that as we rewrite our stories it becomes the truth the more times we tell a lie the more it becomes the truth um and i love that in this song that he's kind of saying like we can recast and and rewrite our story and it becomes what what is true but it's not really what happened and it's not always a great thing when we do that
3: yeah there they're a very interesting band because they, they are on and they're on the border of what you could call a not nostalgia act or a novelty act. Like they, I, I, I remember Nick and I, I, you probably remember this too, Nick. Like we had friends who went to the tour where they opened for Hootie and the Blowfish and people who were like, Oh wow. Yeah. There those, those, the one week guys are playing with Hootie mm. and they have that capacity to be on that edge. And they talk about stuff like that in their songs like this one, but they also still release new music and keep trying to, I wouldn't say necessarily do something different, but keep producing new music and keep following the threads that they have. So it's just interesting to see them do that while still not relying on their history, but leaning into that a little bit. Like they feel like it feels like they lean into that and then they lean into this and they go back and forth like that.
0: And, and I feel like this song is—I mean, obviously, it's about one week and the the success that one week had, yeah, and and right. I mean, you really get that when you watch the video, and we'll get to the video in a little bit here. Yes. Um, but they—they—if you had any doubts about that before, you watch the video, and it becomes <laughs> very obvious they are talking about one week. Um, yeah. But I think one of the things I've always thought that they're saying is these songs that made it big they're not really us they're us but they're not yes. who we really are 99 percent right. right. of the time mm-hmm. like yeah. our music is much different than that most of the time
1: well and the real fans tracy like we know like I, 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 you think about the big big hits mm-hmm. pinch me um another postcard um um uh, what's the other one um, one week one week, one <laughs> week, pinch me another postcard. Right? Those are not the first three songs I think about when I think about my favorite band. They're not the first songs. No. And, but, and you're absolutely right. Those of us that know, we're like, oh my gosh, well, it this song, if you haven't heard Break Your Heart, dude, that uh, like, yes. you haven't heard, yes. you know, um, what a good, uh, uh, what a good girl, uh, 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 what <laughs> yeah, is it? a good boy. What a good boy. Mm, Um, If you haven't heard that song. Oh my gosh. Because you're absolutely right. I think that's what he is absolutely saying is we are more than these, these songs that just happened to get on the radio that gave us the tour, but hopeful. And all of those songs though, brought a new audience that then exposed them to what they were really like. Mm -hmm. So they weren't just the one week band. And I like, ah, (laughs) it's kind of like, well, it's kind of like, um, I listened to an interview with um Darius Rucker and you know how they became Hootie and the Blowfish where they got the name from and how they then became oh you're the oh they want to be with you guy like
2: <laughs> right right mm-hmm. it's like well we did more than that
1: <laughs> you did more than that and granted um bNl's catalog is much bigger than Hootie and the Blowfish's catalog but um yikes <laughs> well and I,
0: and I think that The weird thing is that he's saying in this song is like, yes, you love us for this song, right? But that's not, and and you want more of that, but that's not who we are. Like, are you going to accept us for, for who we truly are? Or or am I going to have to really lean into this like little piece that is not us all the time. That's like, just, that's really just kind of like what we mess around with on stage and do or, like, are, right. are we going to have to become that, or can I just be who I am?
2: Right. Well, the answer is yes and no, right? Because like they they keep pulling that thread because mm-hmm. they're good at it.
0: Well, they're not trying to. But though, they're like, writing
2: about this subject like all the time. They have a lot of songs that pull on yeah. this thread.
0: I think it's I I think it's hilarious that they wrote another postcard just as a funny type just song that they didn't plan to get on to this album in particular and then the, then the albums like no that's our single yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're like no they're no like- we really that that's just a joke it's not we're not even really truly playing that they're like no that's our single
3: <laughs> they're just they're they're such an interesting band because, like I said, I feel like like this whole conversation they they straddle that line of do they play all of these songs because they feel like they have to or because they know that that's what's going to work and they're okay with that. Like I, I've said this before, and I mean this not as an insult because my other favorite band also does this. To me, BNL treats album studio albums, tours, everything like work, which it is. It is their job, mm-hmm. but like. You know, I've said this before. Like when I go and see the Mountain Goats or other bands, I can meet the band members after the show, right? Like they'll come out and sign stuff or they'll be around. Whereas B&L is like, if you want to spend an extra seventy five dollars, <laughs> you can do really you the know, initial meet and greet the photo. And like, I don't. That's not them how them that it used to
1: be. That's no, not, it's ha- not like this. Like no, the first five that, albums. I that's my point, it. though, is like
3: yeah. that's where they are now, though, yeah. and don't, because they're they're in their 50s. They're not going to they don't have 30 more years left in this career. No. And I think they know that. So they're trying to do the best they can. But like it it, I, and I don't even think it necessarily takes anything away from it. I think it's just like they're when they're going on a summer tour. Do they think about like, you know, last summer on our tour that was announced how many weeks ago do they go? let's challenge ourselves this tour. Let's play eight new songs that we haven't played on tours for seven or eight years mm. like to E tour where they go, we're going to play every song. Mm. Like they don't need to do that anymore. Right. So they go, okay, so here are the 10 songs we're playing no matter what, <laughs> what are the rotation songs? So like I, I think yeah. what would be fun for which us Which is
1: unlike what's like because Steven can do that now. Yes, he can exactly. do whatever yeah. he wants. And which, exactly. which is why that was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Right. right. Was Steven. He, can by play himself what last he wants year. to
3: play what the deep fans want to play and the hits mm-hmm. like he has a perfect mix of all and, of and
1: brand new, like brand new stuff that he's like, he's just putting out or yes. just is different and nobody knows like, So yeah, I think that, and that's kind of the beauty, I guess. Like Stephen can still live that whole creative thing, where I I think you're right. It's it's there. We're all getting old.
0: (laughs) No, we're not. Yep. (laughs) Well, (laughs) um, I I want to point. So we talked briefly about the acoustic, um acoustic version of this song i want to point out something interesting that i had forgotten actually happened i rewrote the history in my mind um and the they did something weird with this album so there was an acoustic album of this you can get the full acoustic version on the dvd that comes with the bonus like major release or the deluxe edition i should say um but the they released a month before this album the everything acoustic album like usually you'd release the album yeah. and then like release the acoustic they decided they were going to release everything acoustic which had six of these songs acoustically done uh-huh. before
3: <laughs> <laughs> that is a very strange decision
2: yeah I never realized it came out like before yeah no i would have never guessed because why
3: what they're trying to achieve (laughs) like if it's just them going just because or if there's something they were trying to do it's weird it's it's cool yeah it's weird
0: that's one of the cool things about this band they're like let's do something
3: different (laughs) yeah
2: yeah
0: and then they just do
2: it i'll tell you what nobody will expect
0: (laughs) right exactly um speaking of something no one would expect we should talk about the video too the official video that I had forgotten even existed. <laughs> chalkboard? The chalkboard video. I I like it. I like the chalkboard video. Yeah, I do. they do something that other like there, there had been a couple of those back then. They did something with it that was a little bit different, though, in that they put themselves behind the chalkboard drawing. So between the chalkboard, the drawing that was on the chalkboard and then the j- chalkboard itself they they splice themselves in the middle there
2: i like those little instrument and when their instruments come up that i thought that was pretty cool Mm. i
3: i like this music video because i feel like it's in ice again like it it feels like one of those music videos that you don't see much nowadays where i feel like music videos generally nowadays are either stories like short films which are awesome or just the band playing the song, mm-hmm. which is also awesome. But I, I like this because it was a cool kind of like in between of like the bands in it, but they're still doing a bunch of different, you know, they're not, I'd say not just a bunch of different, there's a different visual connecting everything throughout. So just visually speaking, I think it's cool to like, yeah, the band's playing the song, but not just in a studio going around certain things. Right. Yeah.
0: The only thing I wish that was different is they had this really cool character. I wish that there had been like a storyline that was following that that character through. Yeah. We get these little vignettes that seem to go along a little bit, kind of with the lines, but there's no storyline for this character.
2: Right. It's kind of like the song though.
0: Go on. Yeah.
2: I mean, the uh, like, I can't follow. Through all of the verses and say this is like a character on this arc it's like one verse has me like oh is this maybe he's like oh yeah i meant like it could be fun to like work on myself and then the next verse it's like oh is this a breakup or something like there's st- something about this girl but i don't know quite i can't quite put my finger on it and
3: like it's almost like yeah, little like you said vignettes or situations yeah that you see this person in but there's not a through line
2: exactly Mm -hmm. it's all relatable things but it's not like oh this is abc like chronologically here's what's
3: happening to this guy yeah yeah you're right you're right i would concur
0: (laughs) and then the part that i was referring to earlier is that when they get to the the part where they say just like the last time with a bunch of really fast rhymes all of a sudden the whole verse of chickadee china appears i would say for about like uh, two (laughs) seconds the whole like every single word of the verse appears Mm -hmm. and then disappears behind this character
3: they make it pretty clear (laughs) yeah very clear it's (laughs) very clear
0: oh there was some wondering about which song we meant this one (laughs) this one Matter of fact, this this verse that everyone always goes back to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's the rating gonna be tonight? Hmm. <sighs>
2: uh,
1: testing microphone testing uh, tests, um tests. Um <laughs> what kinds of tests? Examinations or like tests are you can go multiple ways with how many
3: how many It's got to be
1: escarpments
0: okay that that i'll go with that how many escarpments of course that means i now have to spell it correctly but (laughs) (laughs) i think i can pull that off all right how many escarpments do we give this song Uh, i'm going to hand it over to you first heidi since we're it, there's only the two uh, of us, and I have to go last.
1: <laughs> I'm a big fan of this song. I really like it. It's right, um, it's right up my, have like I just I don't know. I like it. Uh, <laughs> it's one that I've I've enjoyed for a very long time. You, you like it uh, for multiple reasons, and I am going to score this <laughs> four point eight escarpments.
0: Wow, you really like yeah. the song. I think I
1: really like this song. <laughs> I always have. <laughs>
0: um how about you nick what do you
2: i really like this song shocker it's off ede their best album um i don't know that it hits why did we pick this
0: song again can we like skip that (laughs) um
2: i'm gonna go 4.4 i don't know that it's quite the like the top top bnl tier for me but it's this is just a
3: genuine question is there something that is holding it back from that for you is i don't know your relatability or is there something about it that you that is not what it could be
2: i don't i don't think there's anything that i can put my finger on it okay just
3: curious <laughs>
0: heidi, Love you. I, what about you jd
3: you can cut this if you want heidi but like as a father of like two and a half year olds every time we've done a podcast i've seen that happen your son come in and, and give you a hug and it it melts me every time it's just, and it's,
1: he's 13 it's so
3: sweet i love that <laughs> every time i see that it makes me so happy so i just
1: i'm so glad yeah, no, it, yeah. he's a pretty amazing boy <laughs> oh,
3: i don't doubt it for a second um anyway sorry i so so yeah so
1: and every night he does that oh, so
3: right now i every night before when i put the kids in bed I sing uh love you. Uh what's the song? Uh I love you from Barney. Just the I love you, it's like like one stanza. <laughs> of like that. I'm like that is our routine is I sing it to each of them and then I tuck each of them in. And I'm like, uh-huh. I'm so scared for the day that that stops. Like, you know, <laughs> like it could be. But floor, now I mean <laughs> <laughs> but who knows?
1: It could be. You yeah. never I mean the girls are both grown and moved on and moved away in our south, but they were the same, you know, they were very similar. Well,
3: and, and on that note, I just I Tracy, I just requested access to the document because I saw you guys are doing things from snack time in a few weeks. And I don't know if Nick wants to be on that, but I desperately want to be on that one. Oh, so <laughs> okay. I don't know if Nick cares enough. Or, or like if it whatever. But anyway, so anywho, going back to the song. Uh yes, testing one, two, three. I I like I said earlier, I adore this song. I think it's one of those that at the time that I heard it, it really spoke to me in a way that I needed it to, and that endeared it to me as one of my favorites, and that hasn't changed. And I was—I don't remember what I said my top ten BNL songs were, but I'm pretty sure this made top five. So even going into tonight, I knew that this was going to be five escarpments out of five for me. This is like this wow. is est. I just there, there's not something I can pick out of this song that I would change
0: wow oh, man oh man i am gonna be the hater this you're week. gonna be Go the hater no there, there's gotta be There's oh got to be this gosh stage.
1: and that's okay you are entitled to your opinion even if it is wrong
0: it, yeah i i saw that coming <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i i'm definitely gonna be the hater this week unfortunately um it's not that i hate this song because i don't Um, but is it a song that I come back to and I listen to every single time and I search out? I, I don't, Um, I won't skip it. I definitely won't skip this song Um, and I enjoy it when it comes on, but I don't ever seek it out. Um, It's definitely far from my favorite off the album. Um, I think it fits where, where it is on the album. And it, it kind of, for me is a nice, A nice transition from for you into upside down um and for those of you who have the the album in front of you they're like wait you're skipping one no i'm not uh because i skip that one every time um (laughs) for you should go right into testing one two three um (laughs) and and then into upside down like that that, to me that is the proper track listing Yeah. yeah Um, we, we skip shopping. It doesn't exist in my household. Um, <laughs> but do you get anything, but, um, I do, I do like this song. I'm going to give it a three and a half, although I'm going to come back later on this year. And I might increase that a little bit.
1: That's really harsh. Tie.
0: <laughs> Super harsh. Oh, uh, well. Um, the other uh, this is this week in bare naked history. This week in piano
1: history, this week in Birmingham history, it's history of bare naked things
0: is a pretty cool one. Um, we're actually going to be covering the song that they did this week in bare naked history. Cause and about a year, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm still saying that, but it's true. <laughs> um, on March 4th, 1999, I really interestingly, they were on the Andrew Denton show down in Australia. Um, and andrew denton for people who don't know has a musical challenge that he does when people come on his show and he has this list of songs that as the year goes on the list gets shorter and shorter because a, a group can only choose it once and then it's off the list no one else can choose it for that year um I don't know at what, well, March 4th. So I would guess it was early in the year and they were able to pick the song. They pick it up when they come on the, come on that day, they have no prep. And you can tell with some of the people that, that did it that like, yeah, there there's no prep. They don't, they did not know what they were doing, but BNL covered when doves cry by Prince
3: no shit sorry oh. did they seriously
0: yeah um oh. I, I'm really excited to come to that because they did an amazing rendition and this is one of the their songs that they did in their rotation early early on so they knew what they were doing but uh-huh. they just nailed
3: it on this time so cool I have to listen to that I did not know they yeah. had a cover of that out there
0: this album is amazing if you got if people get a chance to go out and just listen to the Andrew Denton musical challenge i i mean you got willy nelson covering smells like teen spirit i mean it's <laughs> the album is worth it <laughs> okay <laughs> some of my it. favorite covers of all time are on this.
1: marijuana, marijuana. <laughs> willy nelson
2: marijuana <laughs> <laughs>
1: i didn't realize until i just watched it again but in beer fest he's in the end of beer (laughs) Willie nelson is in the end of beer (laughs) (laughs) Uh. have you ever seen it it's it's the same um the same guys that did uh um meow um the one about the stadies in vermont
3: um super troopers Super drivers. I met those guys. So, yeah, I know those guys. Yeah,
1: it's the same dudes. But at the end, they end up going to Amsterdam and they find this super secret like weed club. And Willie Nelson's outside going, I've been waiting for hours for these other dudes to show up. You want to come in? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dude,
3: we're
1: going to go get high with Willie Nelson.
3: Yeah. That's a bucket list item right there.
0: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, So, Heidi, like we discussed last week, um, with yeah. with the bare naked week, um, this is a, a bittersweet week. We have this really good high, and then exactly ten years later was the first concert without Steven.
1: Oh uh-huh. wow!
0: So there was that. Oh, was that, that that was the Orlando low. show, right? That was the Orlando show at Universal Studios. Yeah,
3: I remember that they they released that as like a free download. I think of just like a live like a boot not, i mean yeah like an official bootleg i remember listening to that all the time and really loving it because i remember specifically right before they play sound of your voice kev goes this one's for steve and uh mm-hmm. okay, here we go and then they just go right into it and it was like one of those like it just felt like such a fresh wound for everybody uh but that moment's always really stuck out but anyway i like that one
0: well guys it was wonderful to have you guys joining us and as always i did add you to things jd Um, oh thank you yeah guys it's always great thanks that was fun but that's also next week's
3: song so (laughs) i knew it you caught me off guard with it too i was waiting uh, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be on that episode obviously but i will say like i mentioned earlier i was back in the studio today and we we finished most of one song and I specifically played a clip of things that was fun as a reference for something that I was trying to achieve with this song. And not that it's my favorite. It's not, you know, it's 3.4 for me, whatever. But I, (laughs) I, but there was something they did musically that I was like, this is what I'm trying to do in this part. And I couldn't think of a better reference than that. So I was listening to that song today for my new stuff. So if you hear it, you'll hear her go, oh, yeah, that's the things so that was the fun song. <laughs> <laughs> that's that one.
0: I knew what he was talking about. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly.
2: <laughs> Bye.
4: Thanks. That was fun. Don't forget. No regrets. Except maybe one. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football